All right, y'all. Greetings and salutations. Sorry about that. Hoping all is well with you. And uh, man, KMU Athletics is done it or is doing it again. And today we got a special guest. Uh, he's going to come in a little bit later in the show. But today, in particular, we're going to talk about the DBs that you may not have known, some of the ones you may be missing. Who are the guys that maybe need a little more attention? And we're also going to do the Alabama AM preview and talk about really that matchup. That matchup is one of potentially my favorite games of the season just because of how things have changed for Alabama's AM throughout the recruiting process and everything like that. But before we get started, fam, you did it again. Literally, immediately after I dropped the show on Thursday, I said I fully anticipated that offensive lineman from Rickers to transfer to FAMU, and I promise you I, I did not get to even drop the podcast good before he had signed. And he had committed, and it was like, yo, FAMU gets another one in the trenches, and it goes back to the point that Coach Willie Simmons was saying. You win games by running the ball. And it was imperative. It was mentioned that we didn't win the games where we threw the ball more than we passed the ball or where we really had to throw the ball. And that's not a slight against the quarterbacks. That's just showing that we were a little more controlled. And this is one of those games where we threw the ball a good amount. But Bishop Bonnet has that long run that really sealed the deal up there in normal. I struggled not to say Huntsville because I grew up always being told it was Huntsville and then finding out later on, it's like, no, nah, it's, it's normal Alabama. But that is going to be an intriguing matchup. We're going to start off, though, talking about a couple of DBs and who are some of the guys you're sleeping on. And again, supposed to have a special guest. Uh, we're going to have him chime in a little bit later. And hopefully have him talk about his relationship to Florida A&M University and his connections and some of the things he's got going on. Well, first one is Kamani King. Kamani King is number four, and I'm going to see. Y'all know last time, oh, man, the internet was not acting right for me. Uh, I was trying to show y'all the huddle live and be a little fancy and things like that. And stuff don't want to act right in front of company that's all i got but let's see if we can share it up and if we can pull up because i would love for you to be able to see who this, these athletes look like maybe get a little insight below. oh that's what he looks like and kamani king he's number four five ten 175 pound junior and he's transferred from iowa state and it's gonna look good he played in 11 games 22 solo tackles, seven assists, 29 total. That's a 2.9 tackle per game average, one interception, and a fumble. And that, that's a guy you, you're going to want to keep your eye on. Uh, they don't have his bio up there in the picture on the website, but I'm going to show the family website anyway, just so you can see. He's still there. But again, family secondary is going to be really good. I have no doubt in my mind. That's not a point of arrogance or anything like that. That's just me stating that FAMU's offensive line is good. The defensive line is good. And the secondary as well is very talented. You're able to see here, again, Newport, Richie, Florida. And 
a little bit of his information, a little bit of his bio. Feel free to check it out. Y'all know how fam you does. But he knew, he's new. He transferred in, and he's looking to potentially be a big addition. Uh, let's see if I can pull up some of his film. That, that was completely unplanned as far as having having that going there. But, again, another one of those talented guys. You see he's 5'10", 175 pounds. I mean, he's not the tallest of corners, but he's also not short uh, as far as his cornerbacks go. Very few cornerbacks that you see are 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and 6'5". I mean, you see some of the Xavier Rhodeses of the NFL that came out of Florida State that are like that. But for the most part, they're in that 5'9", to about 6'3", area. And then once you start getting bigger than that, the more likely safeties. And that's going to be a guy you're going to want to keep your eye on because his Iowa State film was nasty as far as him tackling and his ability to really make a play and make his presence known. That was one of the things that stood out to me. Just most importantly, as, as a person that was watching his information and like, yo, all right, this guy's coming in. How excited should I be about this? Because Every time someone transfers in from the FBS doesn't mean that they're necessarily a better player. Sometimes it just means that they're looking for an opportunity. And I was excited when I saw him. I was like, okay, his his film, he he got that dog in him. He got that want to. And he's he's not afraid to make tackles. And he's not afraid to hit people. And I like that. I like that in the corner especially because – Oof, when you have that little bit of what for to you, it makes a difference. And it it just, for me, it did a little bit of something when I was like, okay, that's a guy we're going to get. He's going to be an asset. And that was something that I think we are definitely going to need in our secondary, especially going to that first game. That first game, it's going to be some questions being asked and how are we going to be able to utilize his talents to get better. And again, this is a deep secondary. I mean, we're most people aren't even talking about it. Most people are like, it's BJ Bowler, and it kind of stops there. But that secondary as a whole is loaded, and the safeties are very tall, in my opinion. They're fairly, they're fairly tall. So, I mean, you're talking quite a few guys that are above six feet there, and it's 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 not safe for you if you if if you're a receiver, because FAMU has the ability to not only put pressure on you, but they have the ability to throw bodies at you. And part of the benefit of having such a deep secondary means that if somebody's struggling, you can swap them out with somebody else. And I think that's a true benefit to the university as far as the athletic program, its versatility, and things of that nature. So that's going to be one of the guys that you're going to want to look out for just because that dude might be a player. I'm just going to say it out, out loud. Don't be surprised if he is one of those dudes that you're just looking over and a couple weeks later you're like, mm, okay. Even if he is maybe in a nickel or one of the second or first corners, that that's going to be a problem, y'all, just to kind of be able to look over and see that guy there. Like, I think that's going to be a benefit to us as a university. Another guy, and again, FAMU was very active in the transfer portal, just like 
Alabama A&M was, especially on defense. As you can see on the offensive line, we just got local Tallahassee kid, but we just got another offensive lineman. And another one was Lamar Mullins. He's number 10 on the roster currently, 6'3", 205. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played at uh, Georgia State as well as Tulsa. And seven tackles, eight assists, 15 total. That's not like, oh, man, okay, he's just – he's not burning the world down. But what he is doing is showing you that with that size – he might be able to be a very valuable player. I believe he's listed as a safety. We'll d- double check. He's listed as defensive back. And Miami, Florida, 305, 63205. I love that size. And I was able to pull up some of his film really quickly. I do have it muted just in case there's some music or something like that. Because what we're not going to do is <laughs> have to pay somebody some royalty fees for something I, I didn't get permission to do. But let's see if we can come over here to the share screen and this is some film the first one is him against oklahoma state if you're not familiar oklahoma state throws the ball a lot they are not a team that is very shy about it they did run the ball probably a bit more a couple years ago but they're still mike gundy's offense very pass heavy and things like that and this is from his youtube video i believe this is from his channel and so you're able to see He's going to highlight himself and kind of show you where he is on the play. And you can see, like, okay, all right, make it a play. And then, again, that's Big 12, high-level high level offense as far as especially receivers, corners, and things like that, players in the secondary. And I think that's an asset. Family's going to be able to be able to take advantage of, again, 6-3 safety with some size, has some experience. That's going to be a benefit to us, especially considering he's a graduate transfer. And that's just more competition in a very crowded safety room or safe secondary in general, but especially within the safety. So you can see willing to tackle. That's something that's needed. And in this game, they were overmatched. I mean, Oklahoma State going against – Tulsa is not an even match. It's it's just not. I mean, one is in Conference USA, those are Big 12, but you're able to see that he, he was able to play, hold his own, and that's something you're going to need going forward. You're going to need to be able to have a person that wants to get in there and tackle. And as you continue to look at his film, and I, I paused, I took it off, but you're going to see that he's tackling. And that's something FAMU Secondary is going to continue to need and be able to utilize can he come up and play a little bit of like that extra like robber type player, uh, anything like that? I wonder, and I, I'm not a defensive initi- aficionado uh, that's able to give you all of that, but I, I do ask that question and whether I get an answer to it or not, is it's fine, but I like that. And I do like that. We see him tackling. I, I do kind of look over and be like, Hmm, what was he looking like in coverage sometimes? And that's not me saying you can't cover. That's just saying, a lot of his films showed him tackling and shows him tackling. And that's that's something, though, you're going to need. You need a secondary that's willing to tackle, that's willing to go out there and put their heads in, into the play. I mean, if as a member of the secondary, you're not willing to make a tackle and you're only good for coverage, what can you do there for us? And I think he's pretty good. 
again, seeing his film, he also played against UCF or USF. You're able to see some of the film that he's got there as well. So those are two of the guys in the secondary you need to look for. Again, FAMU secondary is very deep. It is probably the second deepest portion of the football team as far as like the number of bodies that are able to get on the field. I would also say the receiving core is fairly deep and that linebacking core, just because you can only get really three, sometimes at a max four linebackers on the field at one time. Oof, that's a lot. That's It's going to be hard to shift playing time between that many linebackers and their quality linebackers. They're not just a bunch of slouches. They're not just dudes that are just coming into FAMU with no experience. They're guys that are coming here that are, they got a little something to them. And the secondary is going to be another one. Are they going to be able to benefit like they did last season? Because that was a huge thing for FAMU. Just you look at the amount of the amount of turnovers they were able to generate, largely because there was a great pass rush that was in front of them. And that that's going to be interesting to see just because if you can produce that kind of havoc again this year, it, it's going to be a very good season for FAMU. And it also helped them as far as being able to do more things that are going to be able to allow them to be more aggressive and being able to be an aggressive defense is going to be very important for FAMU. And it's going to be an exciting point on here uh, that we see going forward. Now, the last one that you need to see, and I'm trying to see if I can pull up this film. Y'all. I definitely see where some people have like reviewed this film. That's great. I'm not trying to <laughs> really uh, reshow their stuff because I don't want to steal their intellectual integrity. That's That's not fair to them. But one of the guys that we were able to get was Jordan Moore, and he previously attended Texas A&M and the University of Houston. And this is going to be his last season, but but he's kind of a baller. Not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm going to move his film back a little bit. And this is actually a film that he had from when he had committed to Houston. But this guy, he, he his, oof. His, some of his junior college film, especially from when he first signed, scary. Like family sex safeties, that that's not the the problem you may want as far as they can tackle. And this is him getting the interception, nice one, just good ball skills. And this is a dated, this is dated for, by a little bit. It's close to when he was in high school, but still, you're able to see the talent there, and you're able to see that he's got ball skills. And how much has he retained is, is going to be interesting, but his stats are stupid. I, I'm just going to be honest. His his stats from the community college were ridiculous, and that was one of the reasons he just stuck out to me because I almost asked, was anybody else on the team besides him? So Jordan Moore, he's number 20 on the roster this season, and I'm going to pause it so that hopefully you can get the great audio but or video. But you can see Jordan Moore right there on the roster. And look at fam, y'all got a little, y'all got a little technology, technological on me. Good job. Uh, five hundred ten pounds. Yoko Texas, the 
from Kilgore College. He listed as a junior. So I hope that I hope that's correct. I'm excited. I, I'm excited if he's listed as a junior because two years of that guy being in the FAMU secondary is something I need. I'm just saying that that's something that a guy with that level of experience that would be able to come in would be a game-changing player that could potentially also benefit you going towards the National Football League as far as getting players drafted. And that extra COVID year, stuff like that, kind of come into effect. But still, having a guy with that kind of talent is nice. Uh, here's another film, and you can see he's got natural ball skills. He willing tackler and just really good dude. Like I, I'm, I'm very impressed with what I've seen and I've seen other film of his as well. And I, I know I'm not a big film junkie. I'm breaking down people's film. That's not my, my big MO, but that is to kind of show y'all that it's out there. So if you do look for it, but his stats were stupid. He played in 10 games and I don't know if this was just a typographical error or what, or if he's just a freaking tackling machine, but they list him as having 60 tackles in, in 10 games solo. That's not with anybody else. That's not as a whole team. You can go on the website and I kind of checked. I was like, no, nah, I don't believe this. This, this, this can't be right. One dude has 60 tackles. Okay. This, I wonder if this like career wise, but when I checked and like double checked, it said 60 solo, 25 assists, 85 total. Did anybody else play? Because that's eight and a half tackles a game. Like that's that's crazy. Like how I'm just wondering, like, make sure my math is right. I, I might I might not have been mathing right, but still, that's a lot of tackles. And when you look back at his junior college film, it showed that he was all over the field. Like, I, I look, y'all can see me. I got the iPhone right here divided by 10. Yeah, 8.5. Okay, there we go. I, my math, I ain't, I'm not a mathematician. I was a historian. But eight and a half tackles per game in 10 games? Like, what the heck is going on? That That's just, that's crazy. Like, that's a amount of stats that, I mean, it, it. You really. Sh it shouldn't be, because he's all, literally all over the field, like, and he's playing safety for a lot of the stuff. Safety, DB, corner. I believe I saw him playing safety. Uh, I want to say that. I could be. I could be mistaken, but if I remember correctly, he was playing safety in the film I saw, and he's literally getting all over the field, uh, just consistently making tackles, making plays, and. That bodes very well if you're a FAMU football fan and if you're a FAMU football team because all of a sudden your secondary is very experienced. They're, they can tackle. And that's something last year you said about FAMU. They could tackle. Like FAMU probably was one of the better tackling teams at the FCS level. I have to slow down because I'm a fan of multiple teams. So, but at the FCS level, I think family is a really good tackling team. I don't think we always saw that in that last game of the season, but just being honest, I, I really felt like family was a really good tackling team and we did well. It, it wasn't like, man, he just missed tackles. Nah, folks weren't doing a lot of throwing the shoulders. There was a lot of wrapping people up, folks getting to the ground. There was gang tackling going on. It just, 
it made me proud as a fan and as a as a fan you and as a graduate like looking over there like okay they're making tackles all right all right that's what's up that's what's up like and that is just some of the things that i personally thought that we did well and i want to continue to see more of just because that that's going to go a long ways as far as helping us out and i know i said three y'all i lied there's another one there's a fourth one and he is lovey jenkins another transfer student lovey jenkins is listed as a junior i told y'all famu secondary is deep and famu especially at the safety position they have really good safeties. A lot of them transferred in. I didn't even mention Sheldon Walker. And that's partially because I don't want y'all thinking I'm biased. And I am. <laughs> I, I like Sheldon. Um, I've known him since he was very, very small. Probably think Sheldon was elementary school. But I, I know him. So know, I know the, the family. Good people. But Lovey Jenkins, safety, 6'1", 195 from the city beautiful Orlando, Florida, but attended Okoe High School, and he transfers from Louisville. And Lovey, I mean, Lovey's doing some great things in the community. Shout out to Lovey. If you did not see, uh, there was a write-up and a piece about some of the things he did, I believe down in Polk County, which is not too far from Orlando. If you're in Orlando, the Okoe area, it's about an hour, maybe 45 minutes away. And um, so sorry that I just got a message from our from our guest. And but that's that's great, man. Like, and again, 6'1, 195. That is awesome, man. And let's just let the guy know we can start late. Uh, he can come on later. And I apologize. I know this ain't good, but I'm just letting them know. There we go. There we go. But again, Lovey Jenkins, uh, 61195. And if you haven't been checking online, especially what some of the coaches are putting out there, you should definitely do it, man. It Do yourself a favor and get excited um, because – it's cool. I'm sorry. It's just me. I'm one of those people. I don't get excited about recruiting that much until they're signed. If you ain't signed to FAMU, if you ain't committed to FAMU, I'm not getting excited about it. I'm happy that you come on a visit. I want you to have fun in Tallahassee. And for any recruit that comes out there, I'm going to on social media say, hey, man, I really want you to have fun because I want you to have fun. I'm from Tallahassee. I'm a Tallahassee person. I, I, I When I'm home, I go to Tasty Pastry. I go to E&J Five Five Buck BBQ. Sometimes I, I make my way over to some of the other spots in town. I go to Whataburger almost every time I'm home. Like I'm from Tallahassee, y'all. So it's certain things that, as a Tallahassee native, I have to do. Like I, I'm just, I'm gonna do it. I miss Donut Kingdom this time. I, I haven't gone to the little pita spot by Florida State. Like I'm all over the city because I'm from Tallahassee. And when you're coming on a visit, I want you to enjoy it. And I get excited, though, about seeing the students that are at FAMU and the people when they commit. Because, man, these boys have been putting in work in the gym, and they look different. Not, not saying that anything bad against the former players, 
but our strength and conditioning program has really taken a turn for the best, for the better. They've been there before. We've had really good strength and conditioning coaches in the past, but man, the coach we got now, he is a really good coach. He's really excitable at the spring game. He was wearing the little fam, you neck chain and it's exciting as just as a fan, like do yourself a favor and get excited by the work these guys are putting in because man, they are built. You get to see dudes like BJ Bowler up there and they're posting their videos. You see Musa up there throwing the ball to the tight ends and the receivers. You, you also see McKay up there and he, he's showing you that the leadership skills that he has as far as just being like what I consider the heartbeat of the football team. He he has his hands on the pulse of this football team. You get to see the running backs putting in work, especially the receivers are putting up some nice film. DBs, I want to see more. I'm not going to lie. I see y'all in the gym, but I want to see a little bit more of y'all on coverage. But allow yourself as a fan to enjoy this stuff. And it's on social media. It's on Twitter. It's on the FQ FAMU Twitter page. I retweet the stuff that they post. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not all, a lot of it's not just original. It is this player put it out there. Hey, y'all, Lovey Jenkins put out here that he's doing this. Y'all, let's show the kids some love, give them some likes, acknowledge them because our student athletes do get excited by the fact that you're watching them, you're paying them attention. They're just like anybody else. They want to be recognized for doing good things because if they were doing something stupid, you'd be up there talking greasy about them. But now that they're doing something good and positive, let's talk great about them. And Lovey Jenkins is one of those people that he was in the community, got a little uh, bit of shine for it, and I'm glad to see it. And then Buddy went up there about a week or two later and showed off his works in the gym, and he's been hitting it hard. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm going to the gym tomorrow because I was looking at the boys like, yeah. And I got a little tubby myself, but these guys are putting in work and FAMU secondary is going to be exciting. And as long as we can get some pressure from the defensive line, similar to what we did last year, it doesn't have to be the exact same. That's going to continue. And let's just be honest, FAMU secondary had a lot of turnovers. And as far as not turnover of talent, but we're able to take the ball away quite often and do it in a manner that put the football team in advantageous positions. And that's something that we really need to have happen and to have continue to go forward because I ain't gonna lie. I, whew, I, I feel some type of way when I'm over there watching BJ and his highlight film is fun. I'm not gonna lie. Like go check out the guy's social media. I'm gonna have to hit him up and see if we can get him on the show. His highlight film is fun. Like he, he got that little bit of swagger to him. He got that. He got that cockiness to him, and you're able to see that some of the NFL teams are looking at him. That's great. We need more of that. You're able to see that. Excuse me. The players that have come out of FAMU, because no, I, uh, not Isaiah Lane. Marquise Bell did not get drafted, and that was a travesty in my personal opinion. But what that did is show that FAMU's got talent. And, okay, you overlook this one, but you may not overlook the next one because this guy's about to take somebody's roster spot in the league. And he wasn't the only one that was very good in that team. I was surprised Collier didn't sign with someone. And I, I feel like they're still playing my dude, Savior. And that's, I told y'all, that's that's like my favorite player from last year's team. Um, and I'm biased. Like I, He's a really cool dude. Got to meet him uh, at the spring game. Nice guy. 
I cheer for him. I cheer for all the fans, you guys. Like, I'm not going to lie. I haven't found a, a favorite this year. I do have a favorite, but that's because I'm biased. But, again, FAMU's football team, especially in the secondary, is going to be really good. And just as you saw, we're talking a 6-1 safety, 6-2 safety. FAMU secondary has some size. Not, not saying that we don't have a 6-5 corner. Like, Malachi Weidman in that Jackson State game is still going to be a problem because he's a tall – multi-sport athlete again he came to the lawson center and played basketball there i think we won that game i don't remember it's it's been a few months and i don't dwell on basketball as much but that kid's an athlete really good guy and i'm I'm 30 some years old i'm calling him a kid (laughs) like but he's a young man that that young man is very talented very good athlete and you're, you're gonna be able to see Hopefully we can put one of those taller corners on a guy like that so that we can slow down this offense that they have. But mentioning offenses and one of the best offenses from the Southwestern Athletic Conference for the past couple of years is Alabama A&M. And y'all see the schedule up there from last year. That game was close. 35-31, we did not beat the brakes off those guys. I, I'm not one of those people that that's going to trash talk you. I, I don't do a lot of trash talk in general. I do have one side thing going on with somebody from Southern. If we beat them, they're supposed to wear family stuff. If we lose, I'll find some Southern stuff. But I also have a friend that attends Southern, so it's it's a dual purpose thing. And I'll do it on the podcast. Please don't make me wear Southern stuff. <laughs> that means I got to go buy some. But um, that being said, and I do like Southern. I, I do like them. They're, they're probably my favorite rival after Cookman. After that, it's like, that was fun. And if you've never been to that game in Baton Rouge, you're doing yourself a disservice because that game in Tallahassee is fun as a fan viewing. But to go there to A.W. Mumford is different. Like, that's a level of discomfort that every fan should kind of feel that I can only equate that to when I've gone to the Florida State Florida game and I wore Florida State stuff and I wore FAMU stuff over there. I was like, we're not doing this today. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And that was when Tebow was there and them Seminoles got Molly Watt. But last season, that game was a 35-31 back and forth. It was edge of your seat. Oh my gosh. Like that game was exciting to watch. Uh and as you can see, halftime. FAMU was losing. <laughs> Third quarter, FAMU was losing. But it was a it was a fourth quarter comeback, and every dog has his day, but that day didn't belong to the dogs. And I don't, I don't know about the attendance there. I think it's going to be a little better at Bragg. But that game was fun. Yeah, 8,000. That's less than half of your stadium's attendance being filled. But And I'm not throwing shade. I'm just being honest. Like It was kind of a tough watch uh, as a fan. Like, but the game was fun. Like it was, it was nice. As as it shows, it was sunny, sixty four degrees. The weather was beautiful. Like Lewis Cruz shows well. If they had had a better crowd there, as far as attendance wise, not saying the crowd wasn't uh, participatory. It was just small. Eight thousand people in the stadium. That seats about twenty five. Lewis Cruz is about the size of Bragg, if not larger, especially after the renovations. And it's a newer stadium than brag as far as previous prior to the uh renovations and the almost brand spanking new 
Bragg Stadium that you have, uh, which for all intents and purposes is new. It says Huntsville, Alabama. So I'm confused. I need to pick a city. But as you can see, the game, Bishop Bonnet, night, he, he, he really tore them up. And was it? I'm seeing two touchdowns from the Bishop. Yeah. And that 80, that 80, <laughs> that 80 yard run was the one. That's the one that that did the dogs in, and but it was a good game, good back and forth. If if you have the opportunity, if you have the time, I encourage you to go back and watch it, especially if you're a fan, you and because you want to be able to talk trash and be petty. But even as an Alabama A&M fan, they only lost three games last year. They lost the uh, the two best teams in the conference, in my opinion. That would be Jackson State and FAMU, and then they also lost to Grambling, and that was a shocker. I, I didn't. I didn't see that coming in, but I also thought Gramlin was a little better at the beginning of the season. I felt like by the end of the season, them kids had peaced out. Like, especially after that family homecoming. Woo. Yeah. And really, they only do a lot of damage after Savian Williams gets kicked out of the game for what I consider the most bogus of penalties. He goes rock, he rocks the baby, and the guy throws him out the game. What kind of garbage is that? But Again, I digress. Now, the previous season, Alabama ain't won a swag. They won a swag in that summer, that summer COVID season. And it was a fun watch. Like, if you didn't watch Alabama, uh, AM, excuse me, I think I said state. Uh, but Alabama AM, I'm not going to lie. If you are a air raid, pass heavy fan, they're fun to watch. And Cardinal Maynard is a fun person to listen to because he is braggadocious. He does have a little bit of that Ric Flair uh, um, to him, and he talks trash. And I I like it, man. I do like that. I I love how – now, I do like Willie Simmons. Don't get me wrong. I love my coach because I love how Coach Simmons is kind of, like, quietly cocky. Like, he's going to tell you that he believes in his team, and he's going to look and tell you straight in your eye. Like, he ain't going to talk too much (laughs) trash. But what he does, he, he throws his jabs in. Don't think, oh, man, that's just quiet old Willie. No, no, no. Willie Simmons throws in his jabs. Let me get a sip real quick. But he does it when the time is right. He's not just up here. He's not going to come into the game and tell you we're going to throw for 1,000 yards and them boys better watch out. And No, he's going to highlight his players. He's going to try to promote them, which is something that I, I like. I think that that's something that helps and bodes well for the program. But last season, this game went to the wire. Like, come back and check it out. Because I went to Alabama A&M's website. I didn't go to Florida A&M's website. I didn't want y'all being like, man, he just using off. No, no, no. I'm going to use their own resources. Um, so I can show that, yo, this game was – it was close. And, again, beautiful weather. I would love for us to get that kind of weather. 64 degrees. That is gorgeous. Uh, it was a, what, one o'clock kick? Good luck getting that in Tallahassee because it's going to be hot. I, I, if you're not familiar with how Florida weather works, it's hot till October, especially in Tallahassee. Now, and that's a September 24th game, six o'clock. That's a night game. Oof. So that means that game probably went into like 10 or 11. So that's good for both teams. And, uh, Looks like the first couple games, we are 8 o'clock, 3 o'clock in Miami, 6 o'clock. So they got the times released. Um, if you look on the FAMU Athletics website, I don't know if that's subject to change based on 
the wants or the whims of ESPN, but whoever decided to put those games at night, appreciate it because it's going to be hot. And so that game, you're probably talking about an 80, 90 degree kick as far as like not mathematical degrees. I'm talking about it's going to be hot. So drink a lot of water and make sure you don't show up to the game drunk. <laughs> I was trying to find a nice way to say it, but I, I ain't got it, man. I just, I'm going to keep it buck with y'all at all time. But last year's game was 35-31. Alabama A&M, again, is one of the most high-powered offenses in the SWAC. They lost their quarterback, Akeel Glass. I believe he had a tryout with the Bucs. And he was highly touted as far as coming in and coming out of the, the, the season last year. But they, they got a new quarterback. And more than likely, this uh, Illinois quarterback, Curran Taylor, is going to be one of the one or two. He might not start, but I highly doubt he transferred from Illinois to sit on the bench. They did lose a transfer that they had from the University of Miami. He decided to retire from football, which is respectable. Like, football hurts. Football is going to leave you with scars. Anybody who played football, like myself, can tell you. Like, I didn't play college football, and I still got injuries. Like, I blame me for getting stuff on football all the time. And it may be a bold-faced lie, but I'm going to say it. My wife's like, you remember that? Like, nah, I forgot. I used to play football. But that being said, um, look for Alabama A&M's offense to really be the thing. And I'm wondering how well this game goes as far as FAMU's ability to control the line of scrimmage. We just saw, again, and I keep referencing this because it's valid and because it's true. Uh, that Florida A&M did better when we ran the ball. The games that we lost last year were games in which we didn't run the ball. We kind of got behind. We had to throw the ball, and we lost. Uh, again, the Jackson State game, we couldn't really – like, we could get the running game going, and then we couldn't, uh, but we, we really struggled to throw the ball. And it rained right before we lost. USF game. Go back and watch that. That game was closer than you think. As a FAMU fan, I was like, we were kind of in it. I'm not one of those people like, yeah, yeah, we almost beat them. No, that's a lie. But we were in that game. That game was closer than that score indicates. And the southeastern Louisiana game, I don't feel like I didn't feel like we was in that game. But once they hit that special teams play, it was over. But uh, here we go. Come on now. There we go. But that is last year's game. And the big thing you're going to notice when you look at Alabama A&M, besides the fact that the news report that you're going to hear is all about how many players they had that transferred in. And that's fair uh, because they transferred in like 30 players. They brought in like 38 players during the offseason. I mean, that's a massive roster change. One of my my favorite players on the football team even left, uh, Richard Calloway, my former student. Uh, great guy, though. Great kid. Graduated from Alabama A&M. We also graduated from the Great Jones High School. Um, but you can see that, again, this is going to be their, was it, fourth game of the season? And this is their first game outside of the state of Alabama. That's a good little distance. Like I, I'm going to go on the record and put, say it on wax. If this FAMU TSU thing doesn't happen as far as in Atlanta, Alabama A&M and FAMU should consider moving this game to Atlanta. 
it's in the middle. It's a good four hours, five hours, I think about four and a half hours from both campuses. I'm just saying, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't think anybody with any power is listening, but if you are, it's an idea. Like it's a great way to maybe have a classic going. I know some of y'all want all the games at home. I like home games, but I also like the idea of having a game where the there ain't eight thousand people there. That wasn't that wasn't a move. And there was a good amount of FAMU people at that game too. But when you look back at it, and here's the 21 schedule, you'll notice Alabama A&M's defense is not going to be talked about. And that's not saying they didn't have good players, but it's just saying look at the wins and losses. Even in the South Carolina State, that's a one uh, game. That's a one-point win. They gave up 41 points. BCU last year, and Bethune-Cookman was not a good team at the beginning of the season because they're decimated by what took place due to scholarships and everything else. Bethune-Cookman almost won that game. Within three points, they they gave up 27 points. Alabama A&M gives up 35 points to Tuskegee. That's a Division II team. In the game, they lost to Grambling. They gave up 37 points. To Jackson State, they gave up 61 points. FAMU, they gave up 35. In the Magic City Classic, they gave up 28. When they beat Mississippi Valley State, they only gave up 14. But Valley wasn't great. They weren't terrible, but they weren't in the upper echelon of the conference. Texas Southern, uh, sorry, Scotty, I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna mess this up. Andrew Body, <laughs> but Andrew Body, and the boys put 49 on them. Then Arkansas Pine Bluff dropped 24. Now, granted, Arkansas Pine Bluff gave FAMU the business. That was another game that was a tough fight. Uh, 37 to seven. All right. I was petty, but uh, it was a tough watch. But again, another game where when you look through the season, the question is going to be one, how does that defense look? Because Alabama A&M has a tough schedule. Alabama university of Birmingham, university of Alabama at Birmingham. Sorry. UAB. That's why they say UAB instead of all the mixed words. That's an F. BS opponent. Then you're going to play at Troy, another FBS opponent. Uh, I believe Huntsville to Birmingham's like an hour or two. I could be wrong. Detroit, that's a ride. That's darn near to Tallahassee. Like that's that's Troy's only what about two hours from Tallahassee, maybe two and a half. It's not a bad ride. I've made it like two and a half, three hours. It's not terrible. So you're going into southern Alabama. For that one, then you got Austin P at home, but Austin P's, mm, mm, we'll see. And then you play FAMU. That's ugh, that's a tough road to hoe. And like, and you get that back to back to back, no break. Like that, you you got a good schedule, Alabama A and M, as far as like proximity to home. But your first four games are tough. Like you don't get a break until. Maybe the Cookman game. Like, if you want to say that's a because that that's gonna be a resurgent team, resurgent team, and they're gonna be physical. Cookman's gonna play play them real tough, but that FAMU game is gonna be physical. Look at the offensive line and what we brought in, and considering that your defense has not been a strength of your team, not saying that they can't be because 
a lot of the introduction of the transfer students was to help alleviate the problem that was there at the offense or on the offense. I mean, defense, excuse me. So, and then you had a lot of offensive talent coming in. Like, that's going to be a fun team to watch. Now, again, they have a massive signing class, 38 signings, and that's going to be interesting as far as who they got. Now, who do I think wins the game? I'm going to be biased. I'm going to be a homer. I think FAMU wins, but I think it's another close one. It's going to be a night game at Bragg. And let me see who wins. And I'm I'm writing it down so I can keep track of who I say wins and who I say loses. Depends on who the quarterback is for FAMU. Is it Musa or is it McKay? And what those receivers look like. Because this may be the game where Willie tries to open it up. I think we try to run the ball at first. And if we have success running the ball, I don't think we deviate from that. Just because I think they're going to be a little beat up. Again, even for FAMU, it's a tough schedule, but it's not the same. It's, It's not the same level of strength starting off. Yes, we get UNC at the beginning of the season. Then we get Jackson State. But then you get that Albany State game. Granted, Albany State is going to be very physical. They like to run the ball. But it's not the same as you playing two FBS teams. Then you're playing an Austin P team that's probably going to have a little something to prove. Like, they, they want to be able to show a little something and have that little conference pride because they're in the OVC. So we're going to see, like, that's going to be an interesting one. But I think FAMU, especially if we can get ahead in that Albany State game, that's going to be the game that helps us win the Alabama A&M game because you do get a little rest. You get a respite uh, to, to speak of, and you get a little break. And to me, that's the big thing, and that's going to determine who wins the game. That's going to help you figure out, Who's going to be there? Because, man, that that Alabama-Birmingham game, UAB, sorry, followed by a Troy game. And those are two physical teams, especially Troy. Troy's, Troy's physical. They've been tr- physical forever. Followed by Austin P and FAMU. And you coming to Bragg? Oh, man, I think coming to Bragg just alone is worth seven points. And then the 100 going to be there. That's another three. That's 10 points. You down when you before you got off the bus. I'm going to say, I think FAMU is going to get this one. I'm going to say, what is it, last year was 35-31. I'm going to say it's going to be 38-24. I think FAMU wins this game. And I think FAMU wins the game because, one, the atmosphere. It's a night game at Bragg. And that's going to be hot. (laughs) And I'm going to pull up this little thing here just to help y'all people out. As far as hopefully you got your tickets. If not, like not tickets, your hotels. But we're going to look and see what Florida State football schedule looks like for that weekend. Because traffic that day may be trash. And you do know the FSU football games are very 
it's much more likely to move around based on what's going on. So I didn't even check to see this. I just I just pulled this up on the fly. Like, who's FSU playing that day? All right, let's see. Got both team schedules up. The 24th. Uh-oh. Ooh. That's Boston College. That means you got two home games same day, Tallahassee people. <laughs> Hopefully, I hate to say this for my for my Seminoles. Hopefully, y'all catch a three o'clock kick or something, a twelve o'clock kick. I really don't want you to catch twelve o'clock kicks. That's gonna be hot. That may be good for you against Boston College, but yeah, like the twenty seventh against Duquesne. Mm. I was talking logistics at Fayetteville. I ain't even worried about the mother. Oof. Louisville's out of town. So that's going to be your first problematic game. Because ain't, ain't but so many ways to get downtown. The 24th, highlight that. You may want to leave early for that game because FAMU and FSU are in town on the same day. Granted, the hotels are probably stupid already, but yeah, but that being said, I got FAMU winning this game. I think FAMU wins 38 to 24. I think FAMU wins because I don't know if Alabama AM has gotten an opportunity to figure itself out at this point because that first game against UAB to me is not so much of a measuring stick game, but it's a game where you're competing. You get to see how you compete against a team, but you're competing against a team at a higher level. How many of the kinks can you work out against a team that you're overmatched against, especially scholarship-wise? I, I don't want to say talent-wise because I think that's – I think saying blindly that an FBS team is better than an FCS team is irresponsible at the least. But then to follow that with a game against Troy where you're traveling to Troy, that's not a short ride and are you flying? And if you are flying, where are you flying into Montgomery? I I, I don't know. I'm not that well versed in Alabama uh, traveling as far as hotel wise. I would speculate they're taking the bus, but I don't know. Again, that's me being uninformed and admitting that. But that could be tough. Two teams back to back, probably going to be two very physical teams. Mm-hmm. And then you get that home game against. Austin P. That's where you to me you get a chance to kind of figure it out. What are you, what are you gonna look like as far as offensively and things of that nature? And then you play FAMU. Another game where you don't want to be figuring out, you want to have it figured out. And I think that week where FAMU gets before, where they get Albany State, is the game changer because that's the game where FAMU gets to figure it out. Because you start off with UNC. Ain't wants to figure out. I feel like you're going to rotate quarterbacks there regardless because you're going to kind of be like, it's UNC. I don't know. I mean, if the game is close, then you're just going to play it honest. Like, oh, snap, let's try to win this. And I feel like you try to win regardless, but I feel like there's a little extra incentive to, like, not try out and put a little bit more out there. Then the game against Jackson State, you're trying to win that. There, There is who's the quarterback? Yes. But then there's, we need to win this game because if we don't win this game, we might not win the conference. 
And I think it has that level of importance and focus on it. Again, last year going to that game, fam, you had not played a football game in over a year. Jackson State had just come off of a spring season, but a lot of the guys that were there for this fall, quite a few of them weren't there in spring. Like they had some transfers and quite a bit of turnover themselves. So that's going to be interesting to see how does FAMU navigate that? How do you navigate the idea and the concept that, okay, now we are playing against a Division One football team. Now, uh, not Division One; they're all Division One except for Albany State. But how do you navigate that game as far as, okay, you've had three, two FBS teams, an FCS team, and then the rest of the season is what it is. Like, I just think Alabama A&M has kind of not done themselves a great favor as far as scheduling, but it's going to be a tough schedule. I feel like if it's one of those things that if people give the swag a modicum of respect and Alabama A&M loses a game or two, this is how you kind of get your way into getting playoff bids. But you got to beat Austin P. You got they had they'd have to beat FAMU, and then their only loss would have to be like Jackson State, similar to what FAMU did. But for FAMU, I think we run the ball. The only reason I think we I I got thirty eight points is I think that the something about Bragg, and it's not just some salty butt Rattler dogs, just is different. And I think that's the first time they get that kind of atmosphere all season. They don't get that atmosphere at UAB. It's going to be packed. I think UAB is going to be, honestly, I think Alabama a fans might outnumber the UAB fans for that game. And I'm being respectful, but I think they're going to show up for that. Like, that that might be one of their games. I think the game at Troy, I don't know how many of them are going to show up. I just don't know. That's not me speaking greasy. It's not me trying to be like, oh, man, they, they don't show up. No, I just don't know how many of them show up. I don't think a lot of them show up for that Austin P game. But that FAMU game, if you're in the area, I think they show up. And I think that game's going to have a really good attendance as far as just because these two teams haven't played in God knows when. Now you get these two teams, two high-powered offenses, potentially high-powered offenses, matching up together. And that just that atmosphere. And it's a night game at Bragg. And they've been waiting all day to get this game adrenaline are they are they properly rested like there's there's something we don't talk about with that like there's something to playing a game early in the day getting out the way you're done it's over opposed to sitting around waiting and you're at brag and you really can't go a lot of places especially with the advent that florida state's got a home game they can't go to downtown Tallahassee or the mall and do a whole bunch of other things because you literally have four college football teams in the same city and Boston college doesn't travel very well, but still you have all these people in the same area. It's going to make travel very difficult. The players are going to have to be at the stadium pretty early. They're probably going to be there probably 11, 12, maybe one o'clock for a five o'clock kick. So you're talking them being just sitting down for five hours before the game. And then the game starts. And this isn't their home field. They're not in their home lockers. It's it's going to make a difference. And this is your first time in Bragg in that kind of atmosphere. And we know how petty the 100 is. We know how petty 
our fan base is. Like, yeah, it's going to be an interesting atmosphere. And I, this is why I feel like FAMU wins. I feel like FAMU gets two or three turnovers against this team. Now, that being said, mentioning FAMU, um, we got a guy who graduated from across the tracks joining us. And I'm happy to, to bring him in. He also works with the FQ uh, network there. And I'm going to let him get his camera right. He is Mr. James Coleman. If you're not familiar with this guy, he's a good football player. Oh, man, I was okay. <laughs> How you doing on this fine Sunday, man? Man, I am great, brother. How are you doing, man? Minus the BS, my life is great. Hey, there you go. <laughs> man, welcome to the show, man. I thank you for accepting the invite, man. I was like, man, I hope you didn't think I was trying to start without him. I was, I know they had me for my 830 slide. I said, nah, man, I'll stall till you get here. You're good. Yeah, nah, when I, um, you know, I saw the um, when you sent me the stream yard. I was like, man, dang, okay. I thought we said this, and I had a couple. Like, it's been a very hectic um, weekend. So one of the things I do with media and marketing is um, I throw a lot of events, and a lot of that stuff is all about branding and building everything together. So I had some stuff in Tallahassee with some athletes explaining to them about the NIL process of a family in Florida State. We did some events, and then we had um, this is Florida State's 60th year of integration um, mm -hmm. this year coming up, and um, we have every year we have the Black Alumni Breakfast. Um, it's mm -hmm. a concerted effort across multiple um, major me major metros. I mean, Jacksonville's not, and Tallahassee aren't major metros, but it's big enough. And we go there. It's a lot of Black excellence. Basically, it's a Tyler Perry movie. Um, it was great, beautiful, handsome people. And um, but it was at my cigar lounge, and um, and that I own and I, and I help operate. And I was like, you can't have an event for your university at your mm -hmm. cigar lounge, but you're not being here. But I was in Tallahassee, so mm -hmm. I got up, you know, first thing in the morning to make sure I was here. So, and then I've been ripping and running. I took a nap, but when you get, I don't know how old you are, but when you we get know. a certain, when you get a certain age, man, naps, naps help and hurt at the same time. So like, I've, um, I was in pain, but I had, an, I have a couple other things and I think I got to do the news tonight. So, but other than that, man, anytime I went to a PWI, um, but I grew up, I was literally, I like to say it like this. A lot of people go four years to find a black experience and there's nothing wrong with that. We need that. I was literally um, born on an HBCU campus. I, I got my diapers changed in Pokehorn Village. And if you're a real FAMU person, you know what Pokehorn Village is. And, and it's, it's the, um, <laughs> to show you how antiquated the concept of it is, it's the marriage dorms. You could not, they're the only co-ed dorms on campus so like there was things where they were you know making sure that men and women weren't weren't doing doing what they tried not doing what got me born in Pocono Village my mom and daddy being fast as the old people would say um, they both met at FAMU and um before I knew what a PWI experience was the only thing I knew was um HBCUs and they, they always hold a dear um place in my heart so um and it, it, it's a great thing. Um, it's something that um, you know I think people need to take pride in. But now it's time to take that pride to the next step. Um, or you just talking. Um, and, and I, I think that's one of. The, it's not just an HBCU problem. It's actually a, I, I think it's a black community problem in general. But this isn't a political show. It's a lot of anger, a lot of upset, a lot of unrest, and not a lot of action that comes after it, which I think is um unfortunate and foolish. So. 
He is correct. And a fun fact is um, if you were to go on the campus of Florida State University and you would go to the integration statue, two of those people are my cousins. Oh, wow. At that family reunion, I missed it uh, because I was ripping and running down here myself. But Fred Flowers and Dobby Lee Flowers are my cousins. Oh, wow. So, That's yeah, awesome. Those are those are my kin people. So I, I am closely tied to Florida State. I, one of my cousins just transferred out, but I, I'm a Florida State fan. So I, I cheer for FAMU and FSU. Tell me about your cigar lounge, though, man. You're not going to yeah. come up here and have a black-owned <laughs> business, and we're not going to highlight it. That, yeah, that's so um, so one of the things that I've um, I've learned to do is um, I don't know how to – I don't know how to write a resume at all. Never had to. But what I do know how to do is promote myself and talk and um, and share – oh, let me get this cord fixed, my charger. But – um. Uh, I got to promote myself and get things um and, and get things in place. So through that and through running events, I've met a lot of people. And the guy Scott um, Flowers, uh, not Scott Flowers, excuse me, um, Scott Hendricks, who's become a good friend of mine. He um he runs adult. I call them adult chicken wing establishments. Just so if you the best wings you'll ever get is from a specific place. And if you go there, you know, get. I'm, do whatever you want, but the wings are good. I know that. Right. But they have cash business, and they bought this property, and he likes cigars. I am a cigar connoisseur um, through um, my through just life, but my radio, my, my radio, and my show, my podcast is sponsored by thehumidor.com, which is um, backed by ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. They're the largest purchaser of tobacco, so I got I've gone I've gone on trips. I've gone and done a lot of different things. I know some. I, I know the Oliva family, the Padrones. Um, I've met these are awesome Florida State grads too. The, the, some of the kids. So I've got a chance to do a lot of things in the cigar world. And my guy Chris Gwaltney, who buys all this stuff and has given me this. Anyway, so we did all these things, and I have these connections, and I can help you know bridge the gap. So what happened was is he he, he brought the opportunity to me to become a partner in something that he was going to do in my job is to get butts in seats and to market it and to talk about cigars. And I, I actually do my podcast from our exec, from our, what we call our executive lounge, which is a very fancy way to say VIP. Um, and, and every, every day I do my podcast from there. And so it's called Goodfellas. Um, it has a very, it has a speakeasy vibe to it. And, um, and I'm African-American, obviously my partner, my business partner is, um, is, is it, it looks like a biker, but he's probably one of the nicest people that you. Well, both of us are. Both of us share this in common. We're phenomenal friends, best people you could ever want. We're fierce competitors, though, which makes us terrible enemies. So we're going to win, and we don't want to just win. We like to run the score up. So um, I got a chance to do that. But a lot of the business ventures, even fifth quarter. So as I'm a, I'm a um, percentage owner of fifth quarter as well. So how that how we got started with that was I wrote. I got forced into writing. I hate to write. I didn't like writing in college, but I have these ideas and I can I can clearly illustrate my point. But I type and run on sentences. I talk and run on sentences. I don't know the Queen's English. I am not going to try to front. I am not T.I. I am not going to use big words when I don't need to use them. I learned that most people, especially when I learned that most people, I think it's about 57 percent of Americans between the ages of 17 and 74 
can't read past a sixth grade level anyway. So even if I told you these things, you wouldn't understand me. So I could like kiss principle, keep it simple, stupid. But I was having these articles go viral um, for Florida State, but this the boy I wrote for was under a paywall. So like you'll go click it, but like every third time you go try to look at it, it was asking you to register for some Home Depot gift card, which is like, you know, the spam stuff. And and they I presented an opportunity. And I was like, okay, man, we'll we'll, we'll pay a dollar. I said, I was like, it's a, it, it's equivalent. The pay per click stuff is about a. If you pay a dollar a month, you could get what I need. You, you, I would get what I need if we get enough people doing it. And we got enough people doing it for FSU fifth quarter, FSU fifth quarter, and then that's when it exploded. And um, and we um, about then about probably like three four years ago is when we really started um, doing those things. But again, it all comes from being very very good at what I do, and just really just transitioning and going there and then trying to give other people opportunities. Um, so many times as African-Americans, it's two things we do, two things that happen to us. We don't get the opportunities that we should get, no matter how talented we are. Honestly, God's truth, I probably shouldn't even be doing this with fifth quarter with the, with the quality of content I put out. And it's nothing against this. We're phenomenal. We're, we're dope. We're the best. But for what it was, War Chant, two four, Rivals, 247, all of these other people, but for a black writer with opinions, strong opinions, that really doesn't care how you feel about what he says and what he's going to do, that's a little intimidating. So I get that. So I don't get those opportunities, so I create my own. And it's profitable. Um, same thing goes into business, the cigar lounges, or stuff like that. It's very difficult because of the point of entry um, and how, high, how much it costs to get a liquor license and all these things. That being said, that we do, we got to find the, we got to learn apprenticeship. So we have to learn how to find the right allies that can come in. So right now, I can walk you through, Keith, the process of starting a cigar lounge or a club. Now, if you do what we tell you to do, you're going to be very successful. Now, if you want to do it on your own, God bless. But if you want to do it together, we probably can achieve more and be able to help. But I don't gatekeep. So what happens is a lot of times we get into these positions. We get in with the opposite races that have helped us, and now all of a sudden we're trying to like, well, no, no, that's my that's my white guy. That's as I call him, that's my pilgrim. You can't have my pilgrim. And what ends up happening is you never know what's going to deter. Relationships change. You never know what's going to happen down the road. And now that's why you see the guys they flame out, but then there's nobody there to help. I unapologetically give back. The book bag drives and stuff. I I don't want to be at the top by myself. Plus, I'm from the hood. When you stunt and you're doing stuff, you don't help it. That's the fastest way to get robbed. You can get robbed for any reason, but at the same time, I want to make sure that the reason you robbed me isn't because you saw me 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 having something that you was lacking, and I didn't give you the game or the education. So, uh, but good fellas, and we're gonna chain that bad boy. We're gonna put this in a couple other different cities. Um, again, it's really it's one of the it's so great. We don't have. Some, we don't have security, but we have security. Um, it's probably not the place that you want to get um, that you want to go try to mess up because you'll probably was it Newton's law? Um, and also, because I also have um, a gun sponsorship, which is really really dope. Every every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and it's no different than Goodfellas. You probably won't like the reaction that we'll give you from from our stand from our standpoint, but we haven't had any problems. Just good vibes, and it's just. White, black, country music—I don't give a damn what it is, as long as it's green, and uh, people are having a good time. And it's, it's just again, kind of like 
it's not the Cotton Club, but like if you think about like what you thought about Harlem and all the stuff up north, and like it's just all I can do. Like, and you can go in there with a suit, like I do more often, or you can go in there with sweats, and you're gonna feel just as good. So, but yeah, I like it. That's fun, and I get to smoke and drink. It's it's a great it's a great experience. In in full transparency, we're connected because of the fifth quarter. So I also run yep. the fifth quarter FQ Family Twitter page, and much like James. I, I came in and it was, I have no journalism background. I have a history degree. And I just saw an opening and I say, Hey, I reached out and mm-hmm. I was blessed. And that's turned into this to where now I still do the fifth quarter uh, family Twitter page. I love it. It's one of my passions. And I also do the things up Twitter page. And as y'all can see, HBC digital has picked me up and, it's allowed me to talk to people like James. Like he didn't have to give back. I just reached out to him like, Hey man, you want to join me on the show? And he's like, yes. I was like, yo. That's yeah. I go where I'm asked. Like, I, like I saw my, I love Hove, right? Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. Not just rapper, just inspirational business person. He's something where he doesn't charge for features anymore. Oh, Cause know. he knows what, he knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen when he hops on it. And, it's not that I ain't hove at all, but like I just, you know, if somebody asks me, like the biggest part of it is this. Like I just talked to you about gatekeeping and about wanting somebody to give me the opportunity. So like how could I how dare me if I have the ability and the time tell somebody no when I know what no felt like for me. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, it was what was wilder about it for me. Um, in particular being at Florida State, is all them folks wrote about me. They got paid to write articles about me. And like even now, they'll talk bad about me because because we, we're unapologetic with what we do. If, well, I am. And we got some other cats that's really, really dope, and they're unapologetic too, and I love it. I'll retweet them. I got my guy, Michael Black, uh, who does the Oregon um, stuff. I love Michael. Michael is crazy. And I, I got to tell, like, somebody was like, You shouldn't be doing this. Like, I'm going to tell your editor. I said, well, the ed- We ain't firing him. If that's what he's talking about and that's what he's saying, he's standing on, then we ain't going to. I said, I'm telling you right now, if he get fired, it's going to be a problem. But, um, but again, like, so, like, if people ask me to come on and do something, you know, I've been told no because people wanted to gatekeep and keep me out of it and not help me. So, like, why would I do something, especially when um, it benefits the both of us? Like, I, um, like what I'm doing with FAMU right now um, and, and, and some of the or some of the things that I, 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 we're attempting to do with FAMU or a, athletes in general. But I'm being, you know, I'm reaching out across the, the tracks, as they say, and um, making sure that those guys don't get left behind as well and um i've got an amazing opportunity with amazing young man matter of fact we talked on friday um had to give him the game um a little bit more about how stuff is going to do but isaiah land who is not just a good football player he's the best defensive player in fcs and he's coming back um and what i need fam you alumni to understand is that you know we, we talk about jsu and we talk about that, and that's cool. That's popping. Like, don't don't get me wrong. You know, Dion. You might think I love Dion, but I don't. I, I love what Dion's standing for, but like, it's more of like a almost a fraternal thing inside the Florida State things. Like, but I'm not gonna get into that on this show. <laughs> Plus, he's an op. I like FAMU, and he goes and he's at JSU. But I love what he's doing as a black man 
using his networks, his leverage to be able to get other young black men paid. <clears throat> the thing with um, Travis Hunter is nothing more than what you're doing basically with this podcast. Or if we look at it in the real world, <clears throat> excuse me, it's executive producer credit. So like if you watch TV shows, you um, at the end see all the names and the credits. But there's always one at the end. It's in bold, and it says executive producer. What means what that means is that's the guy who gets paid. <clears throat> that guy's job is to pay all the other people in the letters before, but that's the person who owns the show. So all he did was set up with Barstools the opportunity to EP his life. He's the, everything Travis Hunter did with Myra, but he never got a chance to participate in that. So everything he'll do for Barstool, like um, you can you can hate the guy from Barstool all you want, but he's not stupid. He's an incredible businessman. And I think too many times people get um, personal feelings messed up with business. And like from a business standpoint, I don't give a damn who he voted for. If he can get me, if he can get me millions, then I'm going to go get that millions and I'm going to go do what I want to do with my money after that. But anyway, so he, 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 he leveraged that. Um, they did something that was great because we used to call him slant too shorty. His grill was atrocious. So terrible. I look at my son right now, and I'm like, I want you to be like Travis Hunter in every in every aspect except for how you brush your teeth and the things that you do, because <laughs> that looks expensive. But they went and got a, a, a she, she's so fine. But boy, I tell you what, <clears throat> one black woman are beautiful. Two black women at HBCUs is fine. Like, mine just walked in the room. That's why I gave yeah. that funny look. Mine walked but, in and walked yeah. out. I'm like, <laughs> but but this dentist is a is a J excuse me oral surgeon. Is a JSU alum. So they went, took the biggest prospect right now in JSU's history currently. No, no offense to guys who played Kenny McCarty and the guys who played before, but right now he's the most notable JSU person outside of Dion. Connecting them with a JSU alum to put out something on social media to show that this is what we do. This is how we get down at the HBCUs. We, we take care of our own. That's an incredible message, but it also does two things. She has a YouTube channel that grows her YouTube channel. Every time somebody, once you get over a thousand followers on YouTube, subscribers, excuse me, you become monetized. So if that if that gets her over a thousand, that goes viral. She's gonna like a I think about a, I think a million, um, sh million streams roughly on YouTube is about um, you get seventy k. So that I don't care. I don't know about you, but somebody just dropped seventy k and me that pays for the teeth itself more than likely, but it's also the best marketing that she can get. It's a, it's not enough to be out and sing the songs that I'm so proud I go with the fam you. You got to support it. So like when you see guys like Isaiah Lamb, because and this is where the unique land, the, the landscape is about to could shift. If you take advantage of it and you stop trying to play ball like them and understand the rules and how you can get in where you fit in. Because I told people 10 years ago that HBCUs had no business even being in the NCAA. It does nothing for you. It is of no benefit. Get out, find guys like LeBron, who is already wanting to be an owner. Find people like Jay-Z, who can't get into NFL ownership, but let them buy your athletic departments and pay the athletes. i tell you this much. When I was coming out of Florida High in Tallahassee, if you would have said, James, you can go to Florida State, go get that education, or you can come to FAMU, I'm going to give you $45,000. I'm going to take the $45,000. The rule for NCAA, the rule to go to the NFL is that I got to be three years removed from high school. It doesn't say I have to go how I got to get it. It just says I got to be three years. But so you, you still don't want to pay. But what you have is 
one of the biggest, most iconic brands in all of sports. FAMU, you can go, I can go to somewhere, I can go to Chicago, go to a sports goods store, and I can see a FAMU shirt there. If I wear a FAMU shirt in the airport, I'm in Paris, France. They'll recognize the color scheme more than they'll recognize a university that's a PWI who has a similar color scheme in the University of Miami. They'll automatically assume that it's FAMU. You got no. You, you got a guy, I believe, who just won a um, was it an Oscar? Unfortunately, Will Smith slapped somebody and kind of got overshadowed. <laughs> um, you got um, Oscars. You got um, you have the guy who's over Microsoft. You've got um, one of the. You've got big time attorneys. You got a lot of these guys that could literally, you know, fund the NIL by itself. But two. If nothing else, you've got an alumni base that if I go out and I show and I videotape a fight in the cafe, it'll go viral. But when I take a, when I have a video of Isaiah Land taking some young children, my young children, on a tour of your athletic facility, letting the world see how really you have one of the not not the best facilities in FCS. It gets, I think it has um. I think right now it has 225 views on the YouTube channel. In comparison to having Kaylin Deloach do the exact same thing for, and it's a five minute video, so it's like a really short watch. But having Kaylin Deloach do the same thing at Florida State, and Florida State goes behind and it's got like over 5,000 views in the same amount of time. Hmm. You got to back your own. And you're showing an example. So again, you want you want me to send my son to your university because you want me, you want the 17 year old to take the, take the risk. Right. Mm -hmm. But right now the 17 year old is seeing the defensive player of the year at FCS get 225 views and a guy who was good, really good, but not on the same level as this guy do the same thing. <clears throat> but get backfired. And it's not a, from a lack of tweet. Willie Simmons retweeted it. Your, your head coach retweeted it. Oh, um, your, your, retweeted it. Everybody retweeted it. It's got yeah. a lot of retweets, but not a lot of action. So that's what I'm saying. Your actions have to match what you want your expectations to be. Other than that, I mean, otherwise you're – because I don't want to sound like this guy Kevin Samuels was signing with women, but this is the truth, man. If you want it to happen – you have to act systematically or you're looking up because what going back to JSU, because what Travis Hunter did was jet was deep. It wasn't JSU. Cause to be honest with you, I guess I grew up on HBC campus. I ain't never heard a kid say when I grow up, I want to go to JSU. And that's no offense to anybody from JSU. I was in a um, great HBCU um, Twitter space the other day and the guys are talking trash. I'm like, man, listen, dog. I'm just a PWI guy here. I don't want to get in, but like, dog, a different world ain't had nobody with a JSU sweatshirt on. Martin wasn't wearing JSU sweatshirts. Living Color, not Living Color, Living Single wasn't wearing it. These are all iconic things in the 90s when there was a resurgence. They were in FAMU, Howard, Hampton. Um, heck, I, I listened to Tom Joyner growing up, and that's kind of who I want to pattern my media stuff after. I don't know. He may have, but I know Tom Jordan went to Tallahassee two times a year. I don't remember him going to Mississippi. 
to say, um, you know, that this is where he was going to take his um his his Friday on on Fridays. He would go onto a college campus yep. and he would take that. So I mean, and again, it's no disrespect, but FAMU has this. But what Travis Hunter did was he bought into Dion, and the school he was going to go to, my alma mater was telling him that he's going to be the next Dion. But who better to teach you how to be Dion than damn Dion? Right. That's how he got there. With the bar stool, with the other stuff. But the biggest thing is he said, I'm going to show you how to do your brand. And I'm going to put my brand behind your brand. And that's going to put a battery behind you. And you're going to make money off of your name, image, and likeness. And if you do what you're supposed to do in the football field, you're going to show kids that they can go to the NFL from HBCU, but bigger than that, in this world of name, image, and likeness, you're going to show kids that they can make money here just as well as they can make it at Alabama. And if not, if you can't keep people in the Bama, Texas A&M, Georgia, Ohio State, those are hard to compete with. But these HBCUs, are just, I think, man, between you and Marshall right now, right, you can compete. Yes, like your facilities I, I, might. I made the statement about UMass the other day. I'm like, so, yeah, like, I don't understand dude. how they take FAMU players or kids but from Florida. It's just because people don't know, and it's but it's a it's an elite mindset. It's a mentality. I got a friend April who who does marketing for the army, which marketing is recruit is recruiting is under marketing. When I first met her a decade ago, she came into my office and said, "We are the we need to we are telling people we're the army. We are no longer the second option. We are the." first option we are the best we are this we blah, blah. and i'm like bullshit to me i ain't going to no army but the energy that she came in that confidence she came in and she she had this is how we're going to take care of you if i'm with isaiah and I'm, again this is me for the love of the game mm-hmm. i don't get anything but let me rephrase that i do but this is how i get it Fifth quarter family, we're gonna start a fifth quarter family this or HBCU Discord like we have for we already have it. If you haven't gone to fifth quarter, go check it out. It's really, I mean, guys, it's fun. You can get lost in it. You can go talk trash. You can get into it. But I, if we can create that again, if y'all love it for like five for five bucks, you can come in there. And you can get lost. I told somebody I got my first Twitter page got bam got banned because I told people if you touch my hair, I'll kill you. I didn't say I'll kill a specific person. I just I'm not those. I'm not there as a black as the black people that's gonna let you use me as a pet. And plus, I don't know y'all. Don't I learned with COVID and I got it real bad. Y'all don't wash your ass or your hands, so I don't need. I don't wash my hair every day, so I don't need you. You know, smelling like, um, like you know, catfish or brim, and then touching my hair, and then I gotta go with that smell. But you know, I said if I ever got banned again, I'll just live in my Discord because I have it is its own social media. But coming in there. Supporting that, you support that. We can get kids NIL deals, and they control their. Again, I'm teaching these guys how to control their brand. So yeah, I can get some secondary influence and some impact, but we're gonna put out some really good content weekly with Isaiah Land, with him training, talking to you about what the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of what the HBCU process is. We're gonna show probably some. We're gonna show um chicken, chicken Wednesdays at the calf. Probably fish Fridays, but we're gonna also show you because what I saw and I didn't like it, and it's not a knock on family because they're trying, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what the knock is is that one of y'all alumni could go write a check to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. I think they have bologna sandwiches after the workout. I was disgusted when I was in there. They can only give what they got, but that ain't really their fault. That's again to me, that's on alumni. If I go to when 
when them boys told me at Florida State that they was having struggles with some of the stuff that they were eating, I, as an alumni, was concerned. I went over there and took it up. They told me they need the X amount of dollars, and I opened up my pocketbook. See, that's how you do it. So what I'm trying to the, the gist of it is I'm taking what we did over at the PWI level and figuring out how we can do it on the HBCU level. And then and I just happen to love FAMU. But there's some kids at JSU that came from out of Tallahassee that I'm going to go help. There's some kids at BCU that 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 I'm gonna go help. So just I mean, just imagine every week we're gonna have the game of the week, and we're gonna have some trash talk. We'll have some guys from there come in and do live interviews. You support these young men. You 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 honor these young men. You show them that I can be the big time where I'm at, and then they'll come. Stop asking these boys to do stuff that you and girls too, because basketball, volleyball, the women's sports is where the money's at. I'm telling y'all. But y'all need to stop asking these young men to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. I was sitting out having, a, I was telling this young lady, business consultant with the family. And she's like, if things will get better if they just come here. I said, okay. So let me ask you this. So what do you do for a living? She's like, I do business consultant. I said, you work your whole life to get to where you're at right now, right? So you probably charge, you seem really good. You probably charge a good penny, penny right? You going to go work out, go work with a nonprofit or a startup for low? I told one of my good friends, Chuck Hobbs, who went to Morehouse, Morehouse, man. I said, dog, you live, you are a phenomenal attorney. You gonna go be general counsel for FAMU for $25,000? Hell no. You'd be a fool to do that. Right. Imagine you're telling a 17-year-old, the 19-year-old, to do what you won't do as a mature adult. Why don't you instead build it, show them that this is what could happen, and then ask them to come but you can't just do it with football though or athletics the best teachers don't teach on the hill they're going to other places you're not hiring your you got to hire your best talent on your best admin aren't there you gotta you gotta it's gotta it's it's gotta be who you are at your core mm. the same thing we pick on white people about good on that where we got we got the same thing but we just do it for ourselves oh yeah just not as yeah. beneficial for us. And one thing that white people won't do is they won't let you mess up their money. And so we'll let our friend come in, do whatever they do, and then get you fired as opposed to holding accountable and doing things. And, it, 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 and just another example, like I remember I used to be in um, strength and conditioning, and they asked me to apply for the job of the strength and conditioning coach at FAM. And I was like, man, I'm from Tallahassee, home. I'm like, man, you know, I'm going to go check it out. I looked at what the starting salary was. I'm like, man, I don't roll out of bed for that. It was a slap in the face to even ask a qualified professional to come and do that. Hmm. And that's why you get the results that you get. And then when I told them, I gave them suggestions on how to renovate the um, the weight room, how to take their athletic. Like you got Gaither Gym. I'm like, just take Gaither Gymnasium, flip it, turn the basketball where the basketball court is and stuff. Instead of having these church services, I forgot what they, forgive me, I don't know exactly what they call, but I know people put chairs and stuff there and they do stuff like once a semester or something like that. But instead of having those, you can put a weight room in there. You know how I know you can do that? My first year at Florida State, when they were renovating the Moore Center, my high school, Florida High, actually moved to another place. They used my high school gym as my weight room. And it was a nice-ass weight room where you put good equipment in there. And you put some stuff in there, and then you put offices in the in Gaither. You put a bunch of other stuff in Gaither, and now you know what you have. You have one of the top 
25 weight rooms in FCS all by just using repurposing what's already there as opposed to, again, nothing wrong with the equipment in there is very good. It's just very tiny and not as efficient where you're currently at. So, again, I'm saying these things as a guy who's not – I'm not critiquing to be be like, you know, petty or say it's bad. I'm critiquing to show that, hey, you're not that far off. You just don't know. And what we've done too many times as a as a as a um as a culture is say no, I got to have it just like they got it, and that's just not realistic. Florida State, they like the, when I graduated in 05, winter of 05, When I put you got when I, I didn't even realize this pretty crazy. Maybe I'm the only one who's crazy. You got to apply for graduation. I just thought you, like high school. I finished my classes and then I went to graduation. I had to like declare that this is when I want to graduate. And then start doing everything else. But um what happened was they I applied for graduation and two weeks later I started getting alumni association letters asking me to donate money. So they build a culture of giving back. And I just named some really big people. But like I've listened to some of them, and I don't even gonna get into some of the ways they, they want to fundraise and stuff with family, but like it should be a and I heard this from a FAMU alum, from a, from a ball player. It was great. Because there are guys who are forward thinking. Mm-hmm. But he said every year, I, I think it was October 18th. October is when the anniversary of when the school started? Yeah, October 3rd, 1887. Every year, there should be $1.887 million raised on that day. I agree. Easy campaign, market it, boom, boom, boom. We should know. Center around a football game, whatever you need to do, but it should it, it should be a very it's an easy mark. Don't just wear the colors. Don't sing the song. I know the song again. I grew up on the hill. Like I'm so glad <laughs> I'm at FAMU singing glory. Hot. Stop that. Faith without works is dead. If you believe in the if you believe in that book, mm. so you got you don't you can sing the song, but if you ain't giving $50 or $10, like they'll get you on any kind of plan. And again, Florida State with the um, rising spirit and I have my Mikanopi 1851, we got payment plans. It's cat, man, you, you got $5 a month. Boom, $5, boom, right there. We're going to ping that car just started every month. That, though. That's the stupid part. Rising spirit started about four months ago. It I, just, I, I listened yeah. to uh, the Noel cast. So right. I, I'm just started one of the... Raising, raising money. Got some cats in there going in there asking questions. People saying like, hey, you're going to shake the trees. We lost this player. We're not going to lose this player again. We're going to get this bread. And again, so those are the things. Again, so what you can't do, so maybe you can't match Florida State buck for buck. At least you don't feel it. But there's ways. Again, I was telling Isaiah what we're going to do, building up his Facebook page, building up his Twitter, building up his IG, um, building up his TikTok. And I joke with him, say TikTok and stuff like the Snip Snap, all those different social medias. You know what happens when, when you go right now on Twitter, You can if you get to a certain amount, a certain level of followers, you can charge for premium content. The premium content that we're going to help him, help him produce, put on his page, $5. That $5 goes directly to him. He gets paid. Imagine if he had if he only has a hundred people paying him five dollars. That's five hundred dollars a month. I'm make sure I did my math right. Don't pick on me. That's not my thing. But that's that that's that. If he gets a thousand, that's five rats. That's something that Coach Simmons can say. While we don't have any control over name, image, and likeness, Isaiah Land is a superstar in it. So you got that. You got um on Facebook, on the reels. I happen to have had a really good month. 
last year and I had a real go for go view get over a million views on just one and then a few others were in the hundreds of thousands of such and such 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 Facebook wrote me a check for a thousand dollars actually with direct deposit um Instagram does these things so you can't pay them but what you can do is click the link you I tell YouTube when you get over a thousand subscribers you get these opportunities but you can click a link you can listen to a podcast you can share something time talent and treasure you may not have the treasure but you got the time and the talent all it takes is for you to listen and share you gotta back these young men as they go out and try to be gladiators that is the most profitable and, and the biggest level of marketing that you can have but if you can't have a kid live comfortably who is the reigning defensive player of the year at fcs not black college all the college on that level you forget Travis getting the Travis Hunters of the world. You have the bigger prospect. Nobody knows about them because you don't talk about it. You don't share the data. You are not following fifth quarter at FAMU. You're not following HBCU game day. You're not doing these things. You're only doing it when it's comfortable to be out at homecomings and stuff like that. So again, if you've got a business, it's easy. I can show you. Don't take a lot of money. Don't believe these million-dollar deals. One of the things me and my friends talked about, uh, my first check that I got in the NFL, I blew it. Like, I, I mean, I, I blew it. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. It was frivolous. <laughs> I paid my bills, but the rest of it, I blew it. Right. I was 22 years old when I did that. Every year in the hood, between January 15th and April 15th, income tax checks come. That's when you see the new cars, new shoes, new Jordans. I asked other NFL players, other NBA players, 75% of us all said our first check we blew. So what you're telling me is 17 to 19-year-olds are getting the NFL money. And now, and we've said these, this generation of kids is way more immature than any other generation. But now they're all of a sudden fiscally responsible. So that lets you know common sense will tell you the money's not what it is. Plus, everybody's goal is to get their mama out of the hood. You're making a million dollars and your mama still live in the hood. That just doesn't make any sense. Your mama, if you're making that much money, go ahead and pull your mama out of the hood. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to buy her a house, but you can get a nice-ass apartment. My point is that I, with our, our goal with Isaiah, and I think we have about three or four right now, is to get them 10 $500 deals. And they can be more, they can be less. But again, and I'm only divulging this information because you may have some of these people who listen to you may have a small business. Mm-hmm. $500 on a marketing budget isn't as much as you think. And then he goes and he promotes your business on his page. So again, if he goes and he promotes your business on his page, and then other FAMU alum, every time he posts something with the intent that he's going to go viral, we're going to make this go viral. So you put a little bit of money into this athlete who put a little bit of time and effort into promoting your business, but then the community comes behind it and pushes it forward. Again, that's not a very difficult plan. It's just not happening. Mm. And what you got to do, and and it's not just, the old people are tough to pull them forward. Trust me, I've had these conversations. It's like banging my head against a wall because there's a lot of things that they're afraid of. It's a lot of, nah, I, just, I just don't want to make massive mad. Nah. We don't want to get this. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm just saying, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to get my own guys popped with the NCAA. I know how this works. I'm literally showing you how it works across the tracks. I'm literally replicating it. But then the young group is just as 
not willing to pull the trigger as well. Somebody's got to pull the trigger if you want to bring your guys into the next millennium. Again, to quote another guy, you have a typewriter mentality in a smartphone world. Mm. You're going to get left behind. And there's no reason to get left behind. But the future is bright. You've got bright stars. You've got really good guys that still want to go. And again, the stories need to be told. And it needs to be told by us, um, people who know. This stuff Dion's doing is great, but it ain't new. I grew up in Tallahassee when Billy Joe was hopping. We've always had top transfers come in. You've always had some top. Uh, uh, you've always had a high school kid that was really good. I remember um, <clears throat> a couple years in a row they were signing three star quarterbacks, which was unheard of at that time. You've all. You've, I remember when um, was it Casey Printers? I believe came from Kansas State. I remember mm-hmm. um, Quinn Gray with the Gulf Coast offense popping. Um, I remember um, was it um, Jaquay? Um, was it Jaquay Nunnally or Juwan Sider? And all the cats came down. He, just, like, just, he just moved from Tallahassee. Uh, ben Doherty. Right. So, I mean, it's just – it's guys that – now y'all acting like Deion doing it, but y'all forgot your own history. Y'all won't share. You won't speak up. Allow other people to do it. Allow these cats to talk to them. And start flexing. And your flex is showing these cats that you're going to support them. Because, again, if you see a kid like Isaiah Land, I'm just using him because that's the only one I really represent. There's a couple other ones that we're talking about. But, you know, if he's doing this, he gets 10,000 followers. He's going viral every day. He's working out. He's doing stuff. Well-educated kid. Works out good. Um, handsome joker. Like, you going out here and you doing this stuff. Now, what happens, like, again, like I said, my son's not. So, he ain't coming no time soon. But if my son sees this and he's coming in with this, he'll give you a shot. Yeah. Top tens are being dropped by top prospects and JSU is in it. Not because JSU has showed them a bad, it's because of what it's because of the impression that it gives off, and I'm grateful for it. But you can stop letting Dion school us when we are the school, mm-hmm. we already know how to do it. And again, that's just those are my two cents. That's how I can gotcha. solve the world's problem. There is a plan. <laughs> Follow me at big game change underscore 36. Inbox me. Tell me you got something for this kid. I promise you we'll get it. And I'll and I'll punch him if he don't because he's like a little bro. Because I want him to make I want him to make it in the NFL. I want him to make a bag. But more importantly, if I can get him on this plan and it works, all we got to do is take that to the next one and then the next one. And then we grow it and we build upon it like that. But I mean, you got cats, man. You got cats that people need to know. You got like Wally Williams, Super Bowl champion. From Tallahassee, did all of this stuff. Like you got cats that that are known in the NFL. That they, and this kid, like again, my bad. A lot of people don't even know this. This kid went to the Black College, um, the Black College Hall of Fame luncheon they had a couple weeks ago, and not a and not a person with them. Now, luckily, wow. he has a he has an NIL deal with uh, with with Coleman Management Group mm-hmm. and Den Media. And that he was able to have a couple dollars to go make this trip. He's going to FAMU Media Day. Now, I had to coach him up a little bit because he don't he didn't know. I told him to take some damn video. And he didn't take the video I needed. Like he's meeting um, what's the big Nate Newton. I said, Did yeah. you interview Nate? Did you tell Nate like you got video or pictures of you and Nate? I didn't think about that. I to, of course you didn't. I was like, come on, but it's cool though, because now he knows when he goes and he does the, the um, swag media days. We gonna talk. We gonna do some stuff. I was like, "This is the content that I want." But when we produce this content and we put it out, 
you gotta show it. You gotta view it. Go share it with your with your churches. You know, all the other old stuff you do, y'all, y'all, your sorrows, your um, your brothers. Again, my mama pledged beta alpha, so I know all of this stuff. Again, my mama pledged beta alpha, aka my godmama beta alpha delta. My god daddy herb is a kappa. Uh, all the damn cues over there uh, knew, knew who I was. And my daddy, this is how I know you. If you went to fam in the 80s, this is a frat that wasn't a frat. It's called Brothers on Campus. My daddy started a damn frat called Brothers on Campus. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a family joke and it was a lie. And so my uncle Juve, who used to work in work at FAMU, passed. And I saw cats that was talking about how proud they was to be Brothers on Campus. I said, that was wow. real. That was a, I said, that was real? So again, it's just it's such a great. I talk about it, talk about it passionately, just like I talk about my alma mater because I, again, I grew up on that hill. I was a ball boy for basketball. I saw pro Earl Holmes gave me a hundred dollars to buy a program for me after he came back from the Steelers. And he told me to keep the change. I thought I was one of the richest men in the world. The sausage man across the street, like I st- when I go home, I gotta go get me a sausage from across the street. Them boiled peanuts. It's a lot of stuff, man. Again, it's things that hell, I know about some of y'all. I know more about this. So I know about the orange going to a camp and going to eat in the orange room or the green room. <laughs> yeah, he's and got like, on campus. And then kind of being appalled when you go see when you go see like the other fool look a lot better. Like, you know, <clears throat> shit. So again, a lot of people don't know about Shingles Chicken Shack. Oh, right around the corner. That's my goddaddy. There, there, like there. I go four piece white double fries and a root beer. I go play Miss Pac Man while they're making it. See, it's all and again, like you said, you're. I'm a historian. I'm a history major by yeah. trade. So all of these things, I love it. And what you, and the craziest thing is, so in one of the, the ills though, and this is where it comes down to. This is why I was saying the can't athletics is what we're passionate about. That's what gets us the clips. But it's got to be in academics and it's got to be an admin as well. It, it can't just be one facet of it. You you grow you do the same thing over over all of it, and then it's going to elevate the university to levels that you'll never that you can never imagine. But there's a saying in history, and you know this is it. If if um you know history repeats itself, mm-hmm. and if you don't change it, history. you're doomed to repeat it. My mother went to fam in the eighties. I'm sure people had this in the 60s and 70s. They had issues with financial aid, people getting paid, doing stuff in the 80s. Then my mom worked at athletics um, in, in the early 2000s. And kids, would check scholarship checks was bouncing. Things like this was happening. She's like, and when it came down time to me to like start looking at schools, as proud as she was to go to FAMU, she told me, and this is what, again, when I tell people, y'all got to stop telling these kids they got to make decisions when we don't have the infrastructure and we haven't honored those who are there yet. She said, I can't send my kid, but I, I brought you in this world to make this world better than what, than, than, what, than what it was given to me. I can't put my child into a situation and go through the same struggles that I went through in the 80s. That makes absolutely no sense. And that's yeah, an alarm. One year with that. And I used to work at Florida, in financial aid at Florida State. We had one year where the students had lines. I hadn't seen it happen since. <laughs> Man, and then, like, even with that, like, you know, shoot, like, Florida State, I had to go tell these jits at Florida State. They're like, Man, you got to have a friend of financial aid. So I gave them a friend of financial aid at Florida State, knew a lady who was there, been there since I was there. I said, did y'all know you can get a loan on your money? They was like, what you mean you can get a loan on your money? I said, when well, you're broke, 
And in that rough time, if you have a financial aid package, they'll give you a thousand dollars. It's gonna charge you ten, but they'll give you a thousand dollars. Go to talk to woo woo woo. Man, I don't even know. I, I I don't think that's that FAMU, but it's people who didn't get their net check until like the middle of the damn semester. And it's a that's a long time to go without no money when you when 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 you are again, just it happens at Florida State, happens at every university. When you're the first person, when you're coming from poverty, like you need just simple things. And that's just one thing. And again, that's and then you're getting kicked out of classes because the class isn't paid and one department's not talking to the other department, because that should be as simple as financial aid hasn't dropped. So that's why he hasn't paid yet. So we're going to keep you in until the financial aid drops. But you're going through undue stress and, you know, struggle. You have your own struggles, but that shouldn't be the part of the. That's not the black. The black experience isn't struggling. The black experience is excellence. Mm. And we should command excellence out of everybody who who is that. But we should command excellence out of those who are in charge of us. And again, all that comes down to is doing right by people, supporting each other and building a brand that's more than just colors and wearing a cool ass t-shirt and then and then and then um, watching the band shake and gyrate in paris and stuff like that you got to be proud of them um you got to be proud of them fiscally uh physically and, and emotionally so again i always tell people time talent treasure if you those are the three things that you can always anything that you're passionate about you should you should be able, i should be able to look at it and see it through your time talent and treasure doesn't mean you're giving millions it means you're giving something Mm-hmm. And, and whether it's again your time and your talent is just as simple as your resource, your your resources, or what you're good at. Like it, it's a network and it's a connection. And I'll say this last thing too with the NIL: if nothing else, if you can't get these guys the money, we got to get these kids jobs. As many yes. good alumni, because again, it's, it's NIL is bigger than that. I had a kid who um, went to Notre Dame, and he told me the cool thing about going to Notre Dame is that he knew when he was done with football, he was going to have a job no matter what. Because the, the net, Notre Dame network is crazy like that. So why isn't the fam, why, a fam you football player should say, I know when I'm done in the field, if I graduate, the field of study I have, I know that, the, that there's a 75% chance I'll get a yeah. job for two years out of that. Yeah, we saw that with Bishop Bonnet. So we see construction right out the gate. I mean, you, you got a guy. And the cool thing I'll say this is they, they made some, not enough was made, but a FAMU, FAMU alum is who's doing the construction of the stadium. But imagine you're doing that and you know, hey, man, we got you for a couple of years. We're going to help you develop. And then, you, you know, you do your th- two years, you learn your business, learn your trade. You can go flourish on your own or go do something else. And I'm not just talking about FAMU. Point I, I I tell Florida State the same thing because we got the same yeah. issue. So, but internships, um, speaker. We just had a we had a, um, a speaker series um, this past weekend over in Tallahassee, and um, you know guys coming back talking to them about you know how to how to uh, accountant, um, how to carry yourself, how to do some certain things, and um, you know so those are all things. Again, it's a it's a full scale approach that people need to take on with these athletes and it's all around mentorship apprenticeship and again making the next generation more stable than 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 we were and um i'm passionate about the game of football playing it but i'm more passionate about building um strong men it's easier to build it's easier to build a strong man than to rehab one 
it's easier to build a strong woman than to rehab one. So if we give them the hope, we give them the opportunities, and it's going to be stressful because, again, and I I say this with all the love intended, they're stupid, but so was I. You know what my grandmama tells me right now? She tells me I'm stupid now. And, I, and, by, and when I'm her age, you know what I'm going to say about my son? When he's my age, he's like, you're stupid. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> as smart as you are, but it's not so much that you're stupid. You're just ignorant to what you don't know. And you don't, ha- and I don't have anybody. I didn't have anybody guiding me. So again, right. like I talked to you about hopping on your pod, I hop on whatever, but I didn't have nobody guiding me. So if a kid asked me for some guidance, who am I to tell him no when I wish I could have had that same guidance so I can remember somebody showing me a better way. Um, but it's really, we've, 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 one of the things with smart people is sometimes we're so stupid. We're so smart that we're stupid is that we've overcomplicated things. Meet a need and help. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the biggest thing again. And it's all about it. And all of it is a pride thing to the university. And if fam, you did so much for some of y'all, you owe it to that next generation to make it easy, make the path easier for them so that they can flourish. And then they'll owe it to the generation after them to make it easier for them. And then we'll have, then 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 their homecoming really will be lit. Because now people ain't got a fake stunt. Everybody going to stunt for real. It's gonna be nice, <laughs> right? Man. So my bad. Yeah, before you go, though, man, I don't even know if you need to. I know you said you got an interview about. coming. Um, well, you gotta go to the news soon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, how do we support your NIL? Because I, I, I'm looking at we approaching ten thirty. I don't know what time your, your interview starts. I don't want right. you to run over their time. But what time? How do we help you with the NIL and Isaiah with the NIL? And how do we help this grow? Because this is a great yeah. conversation. I'm definitely gonna invite so, you back. So the first yeah. thing. The, the, it's very simple thing. So if you're on social media, um, you must follow. So, um, you know, follow Isaiah Land. He's got Twitter. He's got um, Instagram. So follow those. Um, if you go to Den Media Group, that's where we'll be. So right now we have, again, it's five minutes um, of Isaiah, Coach Devin Respress, who's um, doing a very good job with recruiting at FAMU, helping them um, – Again, taking the PWI mentality and bringing it to an HBCU in the best possible way. You go and you follow. You, you just just click it, man. It's five minutes. Even if you just, you know what, push it, go to the bathroom. Do that every day. But you know, just say, oh, do it. And then what you do is if you – and then get the kid who shot the video, he shot the, the Kalen Deloach one. Is, is, um, Kalen Deloach one, his name is Caleb. And Caleb goes to family. He's interning with me. So, again, that's a whole bunch of things, that, a whole bunch of support in that. But um, what you do is you, you, you click on that, you get that going, and then from there, when you see something and you subscribe, right, you subscribe and click the notification, and, and weekly, you're going to upload stuff on there. So then you just watch it. And then what happens is that money, that the more money we make for that, the more money we can pay, we can have in the coffers to be able to pay these guys to be able to do that. So if we make you know enough to cover one guy's expense, now we can go talk to another kid. Like you got a transfer, um, transfer Kobe, um, Kobe Gross who came from across from That's Florida State. You got an offensive tackle that um, uh, from Valdosta County um, that just got the big kid. I, I saw him on Friday night. Um, yeah. You know, 
you have stuff like this. So that's the big, that's the biggest thing. And that, and that doesn't cost you anything but a, a tap of your index finger <laughs> like or your thumb. Like, you know, it, it doesn't, and, and then to share it with your, with your, with your, with your crew. Um, and I think once you start doing these things, it encourages these kids to continue to do the stuff. Cause we're going to talk about, again, the, the off season process He's going to swag media days. We're going to do some coverage during um, fall camp so that you can see what it's like. We're going to try to get some unique coverage um, with the um, with the Jackson Jackson Jacksonville Jackson State game, and I've also we also got him in 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 this weird space that a lot of people are afraid of. It's called the metaverse. So he's got a crib in the metaverse um, that we're going to start. You know, we're going to have a unique experience for fans to come with him while he's on the road. So it'll be Thursday. If you got your Oculus goggles, you throw your Oculus on, and it'll almost be like you and Isaiah, y'all and Isaiah are kicking it at his, at his crib while he's um, doing some of those things. So again, and then we'll also record those things and we'll put them on there. So you have a chance to ask questions. You have a chance to do a lot of different stuff, man. But all those, now that will cost, but most of this stuff is free, man. Just watching it, engaging it, and, and, and loving the content, supporting it, making comments, telling us what you would like to see. What you know? What do you want to know? Um, and you know, outside of those are the things you do outside of checks. But if you have a business, um, let's talk. Because it's not. It's because again, as I've spoke to Isaiah, it's just not a free. This isn't free. We're not giving you anything. You're earning this. So like you have, and, and I'm in marketing. So I do this. So I, this is what I do for myself. So if you have a business, you're like, well, man, I have a, 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 a I don't know, the easiest one. I don't like this stuff, but either, I have a t-shirt design company. You have a t-shirt design company. You, you know, you want to do a specific line for them. Okay, well, cool. We're not going to go out here and hope you sell a thousand t-shirts. What we're going to do is we're going to negotiate a price. You're going to pay us for the name, image, and likeness. And he's going to support it. He's going to put it out. You're going to see X amount. Because what happens too, so for people who don't know, the fail states with NIL is there has to be a clear ask and a clear give. And you don't give the money until the give, the ask don't come until the give is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So let's say you with Fangs Up say, I want to get Isaiah once a week for four weeks. You're paying Coleman Management Group to make sure that Isaiah's ass is here at whatever time that he's here. And then when he does it, when he fulfills his agreement, the money's already sitting there. Isaiah gets paid. And then we, you know, however long the contract is, we continue to do that. So, I mean, those are the things um, that again, um, I would, let's get, let's get creative. Let's get unique. Let's be outside the box. Like that's, and even when I just said such a standard marketing deal, like, man, you know, this, we ain't finna put them in a Kodak black costume and come to your kid's birthday party. But like, if you got a pop Warner team and y'all need somebody to speak, man, and you want to give a little bit of bread to have them come, like, let's do it. If you got a, um, you know, you got a kid that, you know, you know, you know, man, it'd be dope to have a kid like, uh, even though he ended up getting trouble with Travis Rudolph, what he did for this kid who was autistic, who was sitting by himself at lunch, just going to eating with that kid, man, that kid was that changed that kid's whole trajectory of his life. Um, you know, if you got a, not one of these, if you have a cause that's really dope, that's rooted to these, that's, that's close to these kids, let's get them in there. He's going to be at my football camp, um, August 7th, um, you know, giving back to the community. 
Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna make them do that. I would make them come to my book bag drive, but they're gonna be practicing, so they're gonna get out of that one. But like, you know, we're gonna get out here and 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 because all this stuff is building this image as well. Because you get drafted for what you do on the field, but you get kept for what you do off the field sometimes. And mm-hmm. and again, so the and it, I'm a bad. I want to preface this too. So the reason why I want them to go viral, not just to get paid. So this is really what it comes down to. Pam, you only play so many nationally televised games. You'll play against North Carolina. I love y'all. You're probably not going to win that one. It's going to be a tough one. Do you play against Jackson State? That's going to be nationally televised. So one is going to see possibly a slaughter. The other one is going to be a win. And then after that, you don't know when you're going to be on TV again. But if we can keep, if he's going viral every week, his profile is up there. Mm-hmm. So the NFL will see him. It increases the likelihood of it's not the reason he's going to get drafted. It just helps with him getting drafted. So, and then, you know, guys like, and then another thing too, he's not even here, but like Marquise Bell, y'all need to go, like every time, there's been some damn good articles written about him. So I don't know how well they're doing, but you need people to know that y'all got a guy who's going to probably make the Cowboys squad. Um, And, and again, so like, and a lot of people were fearful that maybe I can't do it at an HBCU because he had a high grade and he didn't get drafted. Now there's reasons probably why, but nobody really going into all of that. We just know he didn't get drafted. But again, let's not make the same mistake because if this kid does what he just did last year, it'll be a little bit tougher because people are going to be looking at him. But if he balls out, he's going to have another year where he could potentially be the the back-to-back defending player of the year. And you got me of your boy, Telvin Smith, like body very much so. Very much so. He's, he's, he's got a thin frame. He's very explosive. Um, uses his hands well. And, and again, very good with kids. Again, go watch that interview. You gotta watch the you gotta watch the thing. And my, my kids they did my, well. son, my son asked him some tough questions. That nine-year-old yeah, does second. Yeah, he said what? The kid caught him off guard. He didn't expect yeah. that, that type of question. Yeah, they gonna come. They they actually I think I, I think you almost sized him for a second. He said, Do you even want to go to the NFL? I was like, that's not how you it's not son. Not what's supposed to happen. Like you don't talk to people that are bigger than you like this. Like you know, your dad will fight and defend you, but I ain't got it in me like that no more. I'm watched. <laughs> I'm, I'm watched. But you know, but again, like these are again, there's content that we're gonna have that's dope. I would love for you to support all the content. Please do. But I will have, but but in particular, support his stuff. The video, if you go to um, Sports Den underscore Live, it's a um. It's in there somewhere in our videos, um, but we have the media there where you can watch the entire video on Twitter. If you don't want to go to YouTube, I prefer you go to YouTube, um, but, you know, it's there. So that's just – and, again, like I said, you're supporting FAMU Athletics, FAMU, Isaiah, a kid, um, Caleb, who's going to be a superstar in um, in, in, that, in that in that field because he does he did some really good – some really good edits on that. So um, – you're supporting alumni. I mean, that's that that NIL thing that we're doing over here with these guys, just like my Florida State one. Everybody who's associated with me, Kenobi 1851, is a Florida State grad. Hmm. So what we're going to do over here with the FAMU one is I'm going to have as many FAMU people associated with it as possible. And my guys with me, Kenobi, they love FAMU too. So anything that we got over here, y'all got access to. 
it, the times where, and I'll close with this. There really was, like, I'm a history guy. We only been integrated over in Tallahassee for 60 years. So it's like, I'm with it. I didn't get recruited by FAMU anyway, so I would have thought about it. Um, I talked to Charlie Hunt, who was one of the, the first African-American football players to play at Florida State. In 69, he said FAMU didn't offer him either. He wanted to go to FAMU. Stuff happens. Wow. It is what it is. Doesn't, doesn't lack the love, though. There was racism. There still is racism. But you can't get – you got to acknowledge the elephant in the room. We see it, okay? It's there. Don't – and that's an aspect of it, but that's not the aspect of it. It's business now. Don't get caught up in trying to cry because something's happening and then lose it all because you weren't able to work the system to where it is. You got – one of the best things of the civil rights movement is that they made that – they made it blatant. Nah, they have the same rights as we. But we're not bothered if you don't do anything that nobody. If they were dressed better, these men were in suits walking <laughs> and getting their behinds whooped. But they did it on national TV so that people can no longer say that it didn't happen. So I'm not telling you that if we do this and we build this great that it won't that they won't come crashing. History tells tells us that you got Tulsa, Oklahoma, you got Black Wall Streets everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean you got to be scared to not do it. You still got to do it. Eventually, somebody's got to be courageous enough to be able to step out and go and do it. And if you're not courageous enough to step out and help these young people, why are you going? Why you expect these young people to go out and be courageous for you? So again, I say it's business. Gain Street, College Town. I grew up in Tallahassee. That was dilapidated warehouses when I grew up. That was a yeah. terrible place. Nobody wanted to go through there. It looked awful. Fam, you could have bought up Gain Street the same way FSU Boosters bought up Gain Street, but you saw dilapidated buildings. They saw housing 20 years ago. Like when I went to Florida State, they told us that in 1980, we made a concentrated effort to exp- to make Doak Campbell Stadium the center of campus and to build the university through athletics. And everything that they're doing, when you know that, everything they're doing is systematic. We control the, every aspect of the college game day experience. Where you park, the sausage man ain't going over the Doak. Unless you're paying, unless you're paying about two thousand dollars for that permit, now he'll make it. I love it. One of the dopest experiences at family or any black college is go buy the, the. I know it's more expensive now, but I remember when I was a kid, get the five for twenty, five for twenty t-shirts. Them was the coolest t-shirts. You ain't doing that at Florida State. <laughs> they selling t-shirts within a ten mile radius of that campus. Best believe they have a licensing deal, or it's, Florida State's getting a cut of that. So, again, it's business. So when I say these things, what are you doing to protect yourself from the business side to take that excuse away? Yes, there's not. you're not going to get as much money in the legislature. I get it. Fine. You're right. I, I can see. But what are you going to – but that's that's not a new issue. The Black Panthers, like, we wouldn't get WIC and all this stuff started because the Black Panthers, people weren't getting fed in the hood. They decided that they wanted to do it. And they put their pennies together and made sure that the youth were good. Mm-hmm. You set it up, and then you flourish from there. And then you make somebody you, you make somebody come to stop you. But I think in this day and age, what you'll find is, is that if you go out here and you start doing it, and you're being effective, and there's a plan, and you're really pouring, it, it won't 
it won't stop. And you do have an opportunity to go and get these next this next generation of young kids. But you got to give them more than saying y'all should just do it. It's okay. not business savvy. You have to give them a business reason unto why they should just do it. And I really believe that if you show them, so well, and again, Mikanopi eighteen fifty one, you're for, leveraging your four years to your next forty. How you show the future, what you're going to do them is how you treat the past and the present. So right now you have opportunity to build up this present with the people who came in the past. And it ain't got to be everyone. You just really show them a couple of examples. We show the success and then we knock it out the park. And the next thing you know, you will have guys starting to put you in the top 10. You will have guys starting to consider you to come to a homecoming game for a visit, to give you more visibility. But if you're just sitting around praying that these guys are going to come, I'm going to tell you it's not going to work. I wouldn't do it to my son, but I can tell you this. If we had a if we have a history of showing that, boom, okay, this kid was able to make $60,000 on a college campus. This kid was able to make seventy five. Oh, wow, we got a $150,000 kid. And we have, or we have the whole offensive line was able to make um, three hundred dollars and go to smoothie time every week to go be able to get them this. So this kid was able to go. If you're able to show that these things are being able to done, and we have some creative marketing. Now, the coaches can't do anything, but the coaches can. But the coaches can regurgitate. They just can't facilitate the deals right now. But what they can do is say, "This is the deal that the kid has." But y'all got to be involved in that. So, I mean, that's my – that's a long way to say I love FAMU and I want <laughs> FAMU to be as successful. I love HBCUs. I believe that they're important. Um, you know, we weren't – without HBCUs, my mother wouldn't have the education that she had. And, and you know, when people say, why I got to be a black college? Well, you know, I tell them very candidly that your, your me, mom, and papa didn't want my mama to go to school with your daddy and your mama. So that's part of the reason why. The people that you love and you like going to Sunday dinner that you think of your deacons are so great was racist as hell and threw a hissy fit when somebody drank out of the same fountain as they drank out of. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. We'd all be in the same schools if they would just let us, but they didn't. So, And you can't just sprinkle magic pixie dust and say, now nah, we can all go to school together, so you need to evaporate. It doesn't work like that. But you guys have a rich history. It should be honored. But you gotta, you have to honor it first. If you don't care, why should other people care? And what I mean by that, you don't go back, you don't want to invest time, talent, treasure. You don't do any of those things. Why? Now, I care because I grew up. Like I said, I'm different. You ain't gonna find very many guys like me. Like half of y'all don't. That's probably gonna listen. To this don't even know what the hell Pokemon Village is. <laughs> so, because I don't even think it's there anymore. No, but I think they tore it down a few years ago. Yeah. So you don't know about was it um this uh, was it Gibbs what was one of them halls like one of them all play anyway it's it's dorms that I remember that I've stayed that in there no camp that ain't even there no more so like you know you're not gonna find very many people like me but you can find people like me who will be sympathetic to your cause when they see how much pride and see how you're always going back and, and my bad and this last year so Morehouse I did take I took a visit to Morehouse College my last official visit that I had in high school. And this is why I went to Morehouse. My doctor is Sias Lee on the Tallahassee floor, a black doctor. He was amazing, amazing man. 
might have messed up. His daughter was fine as, fine as wine. He used to always tell me, I got to get you with my daughter. And I, I was like, Dr. Lee's you know, it's a great man, just wasn't answering to me. And I'm like, I'm not finna date nobody that looked like you. And then one day, years later, I saw his daughter. I was like, that's Dr. Lee's daughter? Like, God, I'm about to took Dr. Lee on that. But <laughs> I joke all that to say he was a great, tremendous influence in my life. He said, I want you to go to Morehouse. Go just, just, just check it out for me. I went off of the strength of what he said and everything that he talked to me about in the years of being my doctor. Um, in high school, because um, when I left pediatrics, I went to um, pedi whatever. I went to him. Talked about being a Morehouse man and this and that. And I saw how he moved. He was he gave back to his university. He went to um, Spellhouse Homecoming. You know, he talked about these different things, and he was not just proud of it. He embodied it. He did everything else. It made me want to go, at least check it out. Hmm. And what I say that is is that if you're and again. The Herb Bailey's, the um, the the Mike Smiths, the um, these men who influenced me are why I love FAMU. And I just happen to be birthed there. But like, if you're like those men or women, you know, do your own, um, you know, yeah. add your own stuff to it. You're going to make people want to go to the HBCUs. But what happens is, is there's people who never, who wouldn't know you went unless they read your resume. Mm -hmm. Or until you say, "Oh, Will Packers is here." Okay, he went to fam. I went to fam. I didn't know you twenty years, and I never knew what college you went to. Right. Again, that's a problem. Time, talent, treasure, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all take that for what it is, man. Love it. I hope we. I, I, I hope it's getting. I hope it gets big. And there's other things I think can do to build it up. But I do know this: they need more exposure. If you're not following fifth quarter fam, you. If you're not following the HBCU game days. If you're not doing these other things and retweeting and showing people about the black experience, then you're just as, um, you, again, you're still not doing enough. Why would ABC, why would ESPN, why would all these other people pick this up if you don't care nothing about it? But they will pick it up if you care enough about it. And instead of trying to do that, you need to be asking Puffy why it's not on Revolt TV. <laughs> Man, you said so. A yeah. black black TV station. Uh, imagine that a black TV station showing HBCU ball. That's wild. That's a that's a wild concept. But again, I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of these things. But we we we'll 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 be on here for five hours. <laughs> well, I'm gonna let it close out there, man. I personally want to thank you. I appreciate you coming through. And honestly, I'm I'm not even gonna do like a. I'm just gonna download this i'm gonna send you a copy as well that's just my custom i believe people should Please go do their work and just in case uh but i'm also going to upload it onto the uh my podcast and i welcome you to do the same man i appreciate you for coming through uh and charging the night robbery to share your time with me good brother all right man appreciate it man. let me go be a dad and put these kids to sleep man but appreciate you man thank you so much for your time all right man thank y'all always this is fangs up